guess we'll get into the whole Drew Brees thing here in a moment. Um, probably worth mentioning, and if you're really into news, you know this, but in case you don't, Mad Dog Mattis. The former Secretary of Defense under Donald Trump wrote a piece in The Atlantic in which he's uh, not happy with Trump and his leadership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Here's, here's my thing on it. We, we get in the specifics, but I just I don't think it matters. It's probably unfortunate. Uh, almost certainly is, but this unprecedented Secretary of Defense badmouthing the administration or the president is just not going to move the needle on anybody at all. At all. You don't even think independence, maybe? or I don't know. I'm kind of over this stuff, which is well, bad yeah, for exactly. a talk that's show what host. I, well, that's, <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. Yeah. You know, so so the, the, so the, the, the Trump hating me is, look at this, this has never happened before. Yeah, well, but uh, you already hated him, and so did all the people you're talking to. Well, Gates said some negative stuff about Obama. It, it wasn't quite as, as scathing, but... Yeah, okay. All right. One, one thing Former I Former Trump official, who I like and respect, thinks he doesn't think Trump does a good job. One thing I wouldn't mind discussing briefly is uh, here's the part where he said, bah, 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 bah. Uh, Donald Trump's the first president in my lifetime who does not try to unite the American people, does not even pretend to try, and, and instead he tries to divide us. Well, that is the political calculation in all of politics right now is that's where you're going to get reelected. Mm-hmm. Now, who started it or amplified it is, you know, a discussion you can have if you want. I'm not sure it makes any difference at this point. Nancy Pelosi does the same thing, so does Chuck Schumer. I mean, the whole... All you're day a, long. Yeah, you, the whole you're evil and mentally unhinged thing, it's all... All of politics now is re, just energizing your crowd to try to get the most of them to turn out and become more convinced that the other side is evil. How we get out of this at this point... I don't know. Which is a strategy shared by the late-night talk show hosts as well. Uh, Donald Trump didn't cause Stephen Colbert to decide that his approach would be to mock conservatives. Division brought Trump, not not vice versa. There are times I think he could maybe mm, oh, mm, bring us together a little better, but it's not his style. And again, it's a specific political strategy now used by both sides. Well, and the real question is, if if when Trump leaves, not if, I'm not not going to get into that. God, I heard a podcast yesterday. I heard like the first sentence of it. A lot of people have been asking, what happens if Donald Trump refuses to leave if he loses? Oh, shut up. Who's that for? God, you people make me insane. Eh, boy. Um, (laughs) You'd be a private citizen as of noon, January 20th. This isn't your house. You have to go. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, please. (laughs) I'm going to call the police if you don't leave What happens if he refuses to accept the election? Every um, single ro- never mind. But It'll my, never my, happen. My Why would I even entertain it? When he when he does leave, uh, you know, in uh, in 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 January or four years from now, um, how much of that goes away? I don't have any idea. I think it's going to be less than a lot of people think on the left. But less we'll goes see. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. Uh, we're, I need to work my way up to talking about Drew Brees again. We'll do it in okay. just a couple of minutes. I'll, um, I just, I'll poke Joe with a stick, get him uh, all fired up again. Uh, oh, no. Wave no. an American flag in front of his face. We are fired up. I just need to take a deep breath. Okay. I just, it's it's too much, too much. The fabulous uh, I'm Just Diane, great follow on t- follower on Twitter. Uh, her caption was peak 2020. I would agree. <laughs> Here's your headline. And just, you got to wait for it. Spanish porn star Nacho Vidal, 
who likes to advertise his aromatic candles shaped like male genitalia on Twitter, has been arrested on manslaughter charges following a man's death during a mystic ritual in which he inhaled psychedelic toad venom. Mm. That was a journey. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It's like one of them Hobbit movies. You're two and a half hours in, you're thinking, surely this is the last time they have a battle. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got, let's just, let's, uh, let's go through this now. You got a Spanish porn star. You got Schwanz candles. I you, honest, I, I don't understand how there are porn stars anymore. They're really good at it. I don't, no, it's, well, no, it's like, the economy of it has just changed. Right, exactly. And and I've how does long... anybody stand out as any? Because there's, there's a gazillion good-looking guys and a gazillion good-looking women. I don't know how any of them stand out at all. And they're all a fornicating. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I've long objected to the term porn star because uh, what is everybody a star? Because <laughs> I mean, I'll be the judge of that. There are no uh, character actors or 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 you know up and mm-hmm, that was really a poor choice of words. <laughs> rising actors whose reputation is still growing. Um, oh, that, that would have been funny if I'd said that, but it clicked in my head. So anyway, you got your Spanish porn star. You got your Schwanz candles. You Who got, wants that in their home? You got a manslaughter. <laughs> you got a What's mystic. The scent on that? Musk. You, you got a, oh boy. An aggressive scent. Oh, can everybody just settle down? You got a mystic ritual. Okay, if that that would really be enough, you got Spanish porn stars who sell uh, 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 penis candles, uh, accidentally killing a guy during a mystic ritual. But the mystic ritual is you're inhaling psychedelic toad venom after <laughs> after the candle's been burning for a couple of hours. It would look to me like me after too many drinks. <laughs> you know, proud I, of yourself. I went to the psychedelic toad venom show. I didn't have tickets ahead of time. I bought a ticket in the parking lot. I got scammed. It was a fake ticket. <laughs> oh man, that's funny because uh, toad heads are known for being like really generous in a yeah. community. Yeah, yeah does, it was really atypical to their fan base. I was very upset. Hey, hey, Michael, does Alex Jones have any uh, <laughs> two thirds of the frogs down in Houston are bisexual? So don't snort them. So toad venom is a thing people actually take, right? It's a uh, yeah, yeah, psychedelic toad venom. I think there's mm. a yeah. And what way do you and ingest sometimes it? Sometimes people just lick lick the toads, mm. which is uh, fantastic. Well, yeah. I, I can suggest three, four ways to remove yourself from your senses uh, that are are less disgusting than that. Uh, we we got a whole bunch of these. Uh, we got a whole bunch of the others also. But uh, Sean read a particularly uh, mean spirited direct message to his Twitter account. Yeah, read more. And we got a bunch of these. Sean is the best addition to the show in ten years. Love his sense of humor and his and his love of cats. Oh no, I, um, but, it is impossible to hurt my feelings. I well, did not. I, I'm, yeah. I'm just. I'm just. Oh, let me take a good shot. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't trying to say you know your feelings. I just you right. know. Just He's letting people know we got. A, yeah, we got a whole bunch of texts. Go in the other direction also. So, Haters whatever. remain the most efficient fuel source on the planet. That, that that guy filled up my tank and recharged my batteries in ways that I couldn't even possibly dream. Wow. Mm, I'm going to have you go through the email. That's your new duty. <laughs> oh, look, there's a bunch of love for you, Sean. Well, some. Um, <laughs> um, we're going to. So I saw I came across this yesterday and this is, you know, back to the serious. Um. Please stop showing the video of George Floyd's death. Yes. Op-ed piece, I thought. Yeah, no freaking kidding. Ah, oh, come on I, now. I think it's Speaking the, of porn. I think it's the sign of a diseased society that we keep running that now two weeks? 
two weeks later? As often as possible. You can see it a hundred times a day? Yeah, I get it. A guy murdered someone else in broad daylight. That's what we're all talking about. Tortured him to death. That's what the writing's about. That's what the political discourse is about. We all get that. Only a diseased society would continue to show that over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Well-known NFL star Drew Brees got involved in the whole thing, in the kneeling, a national anthem, and uh, became a, a deal for a, for a cup of coffee. We probably ought to bring you up oh, speed on that. it's quite a deal. Yes. And it's going to be a deal when the season starts. They're going to have to figure this out with the NFL. If you don't know what we're talking about, stay tuned. The Armstrong and Getty Show. That's some old-timey NFL music right there. Um, The NFL season, I haven't heard anything about them coming back. I assume they'll come back. And when they come back, they are going to have a serious kneeling national anthem problem. What? That story again? I'm tired. Is this a rerun? Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, what year is this? This is live. Live Thursday, June 4th, the year of our Lord 2020. To hear our Lord abandon us, 2020. How did this story come back? Well, Drew Brees, who is a legendary NFL quarterback, one of the best it's ever been, San Diego Charger for years, and uh, and for the past quite a few years, a, 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 a saint of New Orleans. Like has performed a couple of miracles and uh, no, that indeed, kind of that's, saint? That is the name of the, uh, the National Football uh, okay. League franchise there, oddly enough. Um, but uh, at any rate, he was talking about kneeling uh, during the national anthem, etc. He was uh, talking to Yahoo Finance for reasons that escape me. But, and, uh, and they well, he's a rich man. He probably knows a fair amount about finance. And they asked him the question of, do you think these protests will resume when the season does? Right. So and, he didn't just bring it up out of thin air. And instead of saying, I'm here to talk about exchange traded funds, <laughs> right. he, uh, he, he went ahead and answered the question. This is what he said. Well, I, I will. I will never agree with anybody um, disrespecting the flag of the United States of America or our country. Um, let me let me just tell you what I see or what I feel when the national anthem is played and when I look at the the flag of the United States. I envision my two grandfathers who fought for this country during World War II, one in the Army and one in the Marine Corps, both risking their lives to protect our country and to try to make our country and this world a better place. So every time I stand with my hand over my heart, looking at that flag and singing the national anthem, that's what I think about. And in many cases, it brings me to tears, thinking about all that has been sacrificed, not just those in the military, but for that matter, those throughout the civil rights movements of the 60s. And everyone and all that has been endured by so many people up until this point. And is everything right with our country right now? No, it's not. We still have a long way to go. But I think what you do by standing there and showing respect to the flag with your hand over your heart is it shows unity. It shows that we are all in this together. We can all do better. And that we are all part of the solution. It's, uh, so that's, yeah, I, I would have I would have actually thought that that was a fairly non controversial statement. But it was it didn't work out that way. Gentle and subtle and nuanced and 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 understanding the rest of it. No, he got blasted. Got blasted by LeBron James, several of his teammates, saying taking a knee has nothing to do with the stuff you're talking about. Man, how can you be so out of touch? Blah blah blah. Uh, angrily blasted him. What What did they say specifically? Well, let me see. I just. I don't quite get- 
Uh, LeBron I turned off James. my mic. I silenced myself. Good. Um, finally, cancel culture. <laughs> Here's LeBron James tweet. Uh, James tweet. Wow, man. Is it still surprising at this point? Sure isn't. You literally still don't understand why Cap was kneeling on one knee. Has absolutely nothing to do with the disrespect to the flag and our soldiers, men and women who keep our land free. My father-in-law was one of those. I'm not sure what his uh, well, the, the, I find teammate it, said. I find it interesting, especially that we live in this weird time where my lived experience gets to be, uh, uh, you know, all the facts. That's that's you the, get your own facts. You get your own facts. Your lived experience gets to be your fact. Yeah. Um. So you know, we've talked about this before. They're having trouble in, in debates in college because can people can uh, can say no? My lived experience is this. My so feelings are more important than your facts. And Drew Brees specifically said at the beginning of it, when I look at the flag, what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling. So his lived experience is looking at the flag and thinking of the people in his family fighting for the flags. Right. I, I thought your lived experience was 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 okay. And I don't think he was disavowing other people's lived experiences, but I guess that's the way they took it. Well, he has uh, apologized for his comments that we just played. They were insensitive and completely missed the mark on the issues we're facing right now as a country. I would like to apologize to my friends, teammates, the city of New Orleans, the black community, NFL community, and anyone I hurt with my comments yesterday. In speaking with some of you, it breaks my heart to know the pain I have caused. Well, hopefully just for him individually and his friends, because he's, he's a liked guy. He's not like a controversial guy. Uh, no, but he is a white man, which means he is a racist. But even if it's over for him, it's not going to be over in general. So uh, i got to believe, as Sean said earlier in the show, this gets 100% guarantees there's going to be a hell of a lot of kneeling for the national anthem. That had kind of gone away. Wasn't last year kind of was a non-factor, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they had. you could stay inside the locker room if you wanted or what, but they're going to have to change it again, either drop the anthem completely or something. Otherwise, it's going to be a racially divided, really weird uh, situation, even weirder than it was last time. I want to get on Steven Jackson, former NBA star, who was curiously a friend, a personal friend of, of George Floyd in Minneapolis. Cut uh, 51, please. As intelligent as Drew Brees is, how is he still that naive? Like, all that's going on, all the protests, and you still don't understand why Kaepernick Nilda has nothing to do with the flag. Like, I don't, like, Drew, Drew Brees is an intelligent guy, but he looked real retarded by saying that. The time is sensitive, okay? You, 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 you can't say that right now. That's, that's the equivalent to me saying, when JFK got killed, that's the equivalent to me saying, well, he wasn't black, so I don't care. It's I- the same thing. I think that's an awful metaphor. And cancel culture, he just called Drew Brees retarded? Are you serious? Steven Jackson must be canceled. I don't know what he's doing these days. He's a retired NBA guy. But surely you must come down on him and never forgive him and never, never give him a chance to apologize and say, whoa, I didn't realize that would hurt feelings. Because you can't do that. Ask Grant Napier, the voice of the Sacramento Kings who immediately said, oh, I didn't mean uh, it like that. I didn't mean to offend anybody. Nope, he's got to be canceled. So, Stephen Jackson, you're done. One more thing Jackson said I thought was notable. If you're not with us, if you're not standing on, on the side of right, then obviously you are the problem or you are part of the problem. There's no more Australian offense. We can't accept that. There's no more Australian offense. Either you're with us or you're against us. And obviously by his comment, he's not with us. But I love the fact that his teammates stood up and spoke because they know him best. But we can't take, we're not tolerating for that no more. You do with us or against us. So obviously he's against us. So that's where you get into the problem. Right. That you can't, you won't, you won't be able to be just like, I'm just a football player. I'm, I'm a, like a low wage guy. I'm a backup lineman 
and uh, I make $250,000 a year, and as soon as this career is over, I've got no way to make a living. So can I just, what What am I supposed to do here? Right, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get involved in this at all, but so you can't do the it's neutral to stand thing in the face of that. Or even I agree with you, but I see it a little differently. You are against them. You're either with us or against us. This is the, you're either racist or an anti-racist. And to, if you're not familiar with the sort of thinking, all of the institutions of this country were built on racism. So you have to be against all of the institutions of the country. Or you are a racist. And some of the institutions include uh, uh, the free market, uh, your local police force, the rest of it. You have to be against all that. And Stephen Jackson is forcing people not only to get in one camp or another, but you've got to be in his camp in the way he says you need to be in his camp. Or or you will be politically incorrect and you will be dragged into the street and beaten. Uh, that's the way it works in Maoist China and a number of other regimes throughout history, including some right now. So what do you think the NFL does? Eliminate the national anthem? They almost have to, or play it an hour before the game when the the players are not out of the locker room yet to get loose. I don't see how you can go forward doing it the same way. I just think it'd be it'd be too controversial for your for profit business. But uh, I guess we'll find out in the fall. Uh, yeah, yep, only a couple months away. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Let's learn more about these meat vending machines. The meat machine for people who are going to come out this weekend and look for some great cuts of meat to be able to grill out in this awesome weather. There's a, a couple of buttons right here that will rotate the machine. There is beef, there is pork, there is chicken. Uh, in here currently, there will even be some prepared foods here uh, more and more as we go. Everything it should be super safe, secure for you to be able to come in and purchase your meat. Let's see. Pork chop is B9. Oh, dang it, it's B8 jerky. <laughs> dang it. Sorry, kids. Jerky tonight. I love the business innovation happening there. I, I am a butcher. The typical way of us doing business is not being allowed right now for, mm-hmm. for you know, whatever reasons it's that you believe hung in. up on that, but yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's a way that I'm providing a safe, reliable way for my consumer, my customers to get my meat and trying to keep Love my it. business. I, I think that's what businesses need to be allowed to do. going to have to be a big old slot, though, if, if I'm going to get a tri-tip out of there or something. I mean, then that's big <laughs> enough to reach up your hand, maybe snatch a chicken thigh. <laughs> In the current environment, I consider this good news. An asteroid the size of the Empire State Building is headed toward Earth. Finally. Smod. Come and save us. Good. Sweet meteor of death. (laughs) It looks like it's going to miss us, though. Oh, more bad luck. It's going to come pretty close. 820 feet? No, the asteroid's 820 feet. It's not coming within 820 feet. (laughs) Of the Earth. (laughs) Uh, Asteroid traveling at 20,000 miles per hour. You know, we joke about this, but this that is what wiped out the dinosaurs. One of these did hit the Earth and wiped out 90% of life on Earth, I think it is. Uh, yeah. That's that's a rough day. Yeah, that's that's a that's a historic event. You think you're stressed? Dinosaurs flipping through the morning newspaper? 
Hey, honey, says here a giant asteroid smashed into the Yucatan Peninsula and we'll all soon be dead. What? Mm. I'm working on dinner. <laughs> I'm picturing a, a very traditional you are. dinosaur nuclear family you are. with traditional that. sex roles as well. <laughs> Kids, wash your talons. It's dinner time. Um, I, do we want? Do I want to even mention this? But this is across. No. Uh, Republican Senator Murkowski. What's her state? Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. Alaska. She's one of those uh, that they were hoping to like get a vote for the impeachment thing, right? There's a couple of Republicans you could peel off. Yeah. She's. You know, you're Susan Collins, you're Lisa Murkowski. She could lose if she's not, you know, moderate enough. Anyway, she's she said today she's struggling with whether or not to vote for President Trump in the upcoming election. Mm. A Republican Republican senator saying she's struggling with whether or not to vote for Trump. So Thanks for the update, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's trying to signal something, I think. Yeah. Uh, do we want to jump down, turn around and play uh, uh, Senator Cotton? Oh boy, um, yeah, I suppose we could. Well, it's one of those folk songs we learned in in um. I sang it in school in in elementary school. Yep, yep, so down, I, turn around, pick a bale of cotton. Yeah, was it a slave song? If they're, uh, it's entirely possible. I mean, yeah, the, yeah. If I was a betting man. <laughs> Why was I taught it? Well, these Systemic songs become racism. traditionals. Um, you know, they come from all sorts of the coal miners had songs and stuff that you learned in school, too. It's just you're learning the traditional songs of your people. Some of them have backgrounds that are unfortunate. That doesn't make you a racist as an eight year old for singing. And I don't I don't honestly know. There are a number of songs I sang in church that were spirituals uh, written and sung during uh, the period of slavery. Isn't Ring Around the Rosie about like the bubonic plague? I believe so. Yeah. 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 Um, bah, 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 bah. So I don't know. Do you want to? That's so heavy. Yep, Maybe we we'll save man. that for tomorrow. Here's an interesting note on the Chinese bat fever, which is getting worse in Central and South America. More deaths down there. Uh, their medical care ain't so great, um, and it was a little late to their shores, whatever. Um, third world countries, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure you can picture what's going on. But here's the nutty thing. The high-altitude cities... Even those that get millions of international visitors per year are not getting nearly as many COVID-19 deaths. And they talk about um, the uh, the uh, cloud forest citadel of Machu Picchu receives millions of visitors per year, has a much lower rate of COVID deaths than the other places in Peru. And then they get to some other places in the Andes, Tibet, and populations living above 9,800 feet or so in Bolivia, Ecuador, and Tibet reported significantly lower levels of confirmed infections than their lowland counterparts. So this weird thing where your oxygen levels are low, yet putting a tube down your throat turns out to be a bad idea, and oxygen levels are low when you're at high altitude have got to be related, don't they? It's got to do with oxygen levels? They are very, very suspicious that that's the case. Now, the scientists uh, say what scientists do, and that is you got to be careful. Because Gleeben. It might just be late getting there. You know, we we have to wait and see. Don't leap to any conclusions. Um, But researchers hypothesize. What conclusion was I going to leap to? Like, go to the top of a mountain and hang out there for a long time until this is over? Yes. Sit cross-legged atop Mount Everest. 
Researchers hypothesize that populations living at high altitudes might be benefiting from a combination of an ability to cope with hypoxia, Mm. slow levels of oxygen in the blood, and a natural environment hostile to virus, including dry mountain air and high levels of UV radiation, and the possibility that lower barometric pressure reduces the virus's ability to linger in the air. I'm, I never thought about the barometric pressure. Didn't even cross, cross my mind. Dang. Time and time or again, I remind you to consider the barometric pressure. Sean, and you ignore me. Here's a question for you. I know there's less, well, the air is thinner at high altitude. If I speak moistly <laughs> towards someone or cough and the droplets fly up in the air, with the thinner air, do they just fall to the ground and die quicker? Speaking moistly. I, I didn't do great in science classes. I was a solid B minus guy, including college. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Is that the way it works? Maybe call a call a doctor or a scientist or something. Hey, hey, if you think of this, hey. do that. Call like MIT. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to talk to a scientist, please. Well, I'm a scientist. Hey, did you ever think of this? <laughs> How about this? Sometimes maybe uh, thin air. The, the virus just falls to the ground, huh? What do you think of that? <laughs> Anyway, I thought I'd help you out. <laughs> Click. <laughs> we got this text yesterday at the end of the show. Thought I would save it for today. This is pretty good. Confused black man here. Love your show. Been listening ever since I discovered you a few years ago. Thank you, my friend. Just a thought. Yes. The idea that someone is ostracized or fired for saying all lives matter is absolutely ridiculous. We have struggled to be included and treated equal in society, not special or different. I cried when Obama was elected. Not because I liked him or believed in his BS, but it validated what I believed, that there is no such thing as systemic racism. There is good and bad everywhere. I choose to believe people are mostly good. That has been my experience, and I will continue to go with that. All lives should matter because we all should want to be treated and respected equally. The Black Matters groups stress differences and preferences. So anytime someone yells Black Lives Matter to me, I yell back, All lives matter. We're all equal. And yes, people look at me funny, but I just go on about my business, continuing to enjoy my life. Uh, love the show. Interesting. I, you yeah. know, he's an outlier. Lives, I, uh, uh, I would assume all lives matter as a retort to Black Lives Matter. I can understand people being unhappy with that because the, the Black Lives Matter slogan ought to be a little longer. It, it ought to be Black Lives Matter, and it seems like some people don't think they do. But it's not obviously a horrible thing to say. Well, right. Because and Hillary Clinton said it while running for president right. in 2016. But she's an idiot. <laughs> and then, granted. And what? Then when, when a Grant Napier, the former voice of the Sacramento Kings, says, Black Lives Matter, All Lives Matter. Somebody points out, you know, sometimes that's used as a retort to, like, diminish it. And he said, oh, my God, I didn't mean it that way. He's still got to be canceled and fired. Which is the same thing. his cowardly team and his cowardly radio station. Which is the same thing Hillary did. They they explained to her that that we see that as this, and then she stopped saying it. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. And listen, here we had a nice discussion. Did anybody get oppressed during that discussion? Did, Did anybody's life get worse for having that chat? That guy expressing his point of view. Me, doughy white Joe, I have a more Black Lives Matter point of view of that phrase than he does. Should we hate each other or fight? I've lost track now. Should I get him fired or is he getting me fired? I'm confused. Police in Santa Monica say 95% of those people arrested were from uh, out of town. Came in from somewhere else. Hmm. Outside agitators. Oh, of a, the, the arrests? The arrests. Okay. Of the right, arrest. not demonstrating the arrests. Because y- you got to try to get arrested. 
And then one more thing. We came, uh, I mentioned this yesterday. It's worth hearing again if you, if you heard it already. So this guy went to a uh, convenience store in a low-rent area of town <laughs> in kind of a, a bit of a low-rentish town in some people's eyes. Not in my eyes, but in some people's eyes. I think once you finish the story, that'll be self-evident. Anyway, uh, this is the convenience store sign. Because of COVID-19 mm-hmm. and the high temperatures, we will not accept sock or bra money. <laughs> Signed management. Sock or bra money? That'd be... I, I've been to a lot of places where we're not taking cash, period. But they won't take it if you pull it out of your sock or your bra. If and they appara- see you pull it out of your sock and or appara- bra. And apparently it happens so often at this convenience store. I mean, it's so common. You need to have a sign on the front door. Right. Listen. If and he I sent run- a picture of the sign. If I'm running that convenience store, sock money is is out. Oh, God. I'm not don't, accepting any sock don't money. Don't be pulling money out of your sock. Gross. Uh, but the, it's a sick enough. But the bra money, I'm, I'm, I'm deciding on a bra-by-bra bra basis. Exactly. Depends on the purpose. Right. Uh, the that's, person. That's ripe for lawsuits. <laughs> a, a bathed, a recently bathed person pulling uh, money out of her bra is no big deal. Right. But uh, and if, as a faithfully married man, that's as close to those uh, hooters as I'm going to get. You're so, you're, oh. you're super. Let's, let's do business. <laughs> you're an occasional bather, and you're super gamey. Oh, that, that's undergarments. Durr. I don't want any money coming out of your undergarments. Right? Don't be an occasional bather, people. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, the more you do it, the more you'll like it. Let's all bathe, everybody, <laughs> especially during these hot summer months. Armstrong and Getty. center of the city and quiet in the north of the city. To the west of Tiananmen Square, about an hour and a half ago, troops fired into the air. It's not believed that they hit anybody, but they were trying to intimidate people and keep them off of the street. Uh, well, right. It's the anniversary of that, right? Tiananmen yes. Square, yes, indeed. 1989, the Chinese just got that law passed in Hong Kong, call, uh, calling any sort of dissent a crime. Uh, also a new law in time for the anniversary. Anybody making fun of or mocking the Chinese national anthem, you're looking at three years in jail and or a heavy, heavy fine. It's that brilliant system which relies on compelling people to conform, uh, rolls over yet another ter- territory. To this day, they still deny, right? It's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Why wouldn't they? Who's going who's gonna to force them to, <laughs> to not deny it? Um, this is the sort of headline. This is, this is when life was simpler. This sort of headline in a video. Giant restaurant rat grosses out employees. Ah, oh, that does sort of, harken back yeah, to a simpler time. A simpler time where everybody tell, oh my God, look at the size of that rat. Well, can you imagine? Rats, Nature is healing. Rats eating pizza. Rats uh, doing various ratty things. Video popping up now. Subway again. related. They would, they would mass transit. Yeah. Right, right. Usually mass transit. They don't have time for that thing any, anymore. Ah, the uh, employee bathing in the sink in a restaurant is another classic. <laughs> it seemed like one of those popped up every, like, seven weeks. Yeah, bizarre. I know. Somebody sticking their head right underneath the ice cream machine. Oh, some one. drunk white chick with her mouth under the machine. 
<clears throat> um, we mentioned this earlier. It came up on the show the other day. Somebody said, I don't remember who, said the ridiculous thing of why did they, who cares about these businesses? They've got insurance. Right. Nothing compared to human lives. That was so. extremely popular. Smashing the businesses. In your lefty social media. Wall Street Journal out with an article today about how most of the businesses that are getting smashed up, looted, destroyed are minority-owned businesses that don't have uh, any sort of insurance to cover this sort of thing. Yeah, there there are a lot of insurance. Just standard insurance doesn't cover riots. And they think a lot of these businesses will never come back. They were already uh, struggling with the whole. They'd been shut down for COVID, and now you just everything's busted. So you'd have to be able to come up with the cash. Right. I mean, it's one thing to shut it down. Then and eventually, have no revenue. eventually, you'd have no revenue. Right. But then eventually, I get to unlock the door and open back up. Now everything's gone. Light fixtures. Tile, all the stuff I sell, whatever you know, my my my, my stock of every whatever I sell is right, gone. Sure, I got and I money. still owe somebody for that uh, inventory. It's entirely possible. Yeah, well, they were uninsured, but luckily, every every single one of those businesses is owned by a rich white person. Yeah, well, they looked at these small businesses in the hardest hit parts of Philadelphia, and I'm sure it's the same for most cities because uh, it was a similar sort of situation. You had um, minority businesses getting hit hard. Low uh, profit margins of fifteen percent or more among businesses in America. Asians do real well. Whites do really well. Blacks not so well. Only eleven percent of businesses with a profit margin of fifteen percent or more. So those black hit businesses are going to be in a tougher shape. And then small businesses with two weeks or more of cash reserves, so you could stand this sort of hit. Asia, almost a hundred percent of Asian businesses have two weeks of cash reserves. That's interesting. Then it drops down to 70... Because of their Asian supremacy. Asian privilege. And then it drops down to 70% of white-owned businesses have two weeks of cash reserves. Nearly a 30% difference. The Asians keeping me down. Uh, If black-owned communities uh, or businesses, 5%. So you have no cash reserves. You are not making much of a profit. And now all your stuff is smashed. You're not coming back. Nope. Nope. Unless there's some nice sort of job, bailout. Uh, nice job, Antifa. Nice job, anarchists. I, nice job, thieves. I think more should be spoken about, written about, studied about these numbers just in general. Why do almost 100% of Asian businesses have two weeks of cash reserves on hands? Only Shh. 70% of white. It doesn't fit the narrative. 10% Hispanic, 5% for black. What's going on there? Unless you're an actual racist and believe race has something to do with it, what's what's going on? There? It's it's uh, culture, it's habits, it's it's ways of doing business. It it can be the neighborhoods they're in as well, work uh, habits, and all sorts of stuff. It's cultural in in large measure. I'm sorry, just to finish up that last thought, because I don't want to leave it unfinished. I've known a fair number of Asian people who work so freaking hard, I would never want to live like that. They abandon their their leisure time, their <clears throat> reading, their, they, all they do is work. Husband they work and, and wife, sleep. working together at the place. <clears throat> and it's admirable Non-stop. I, I probably would not fashion my life that way, but that's part of it. Interesting. Cultural norms. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo presses the buttons. Hit it. Hey, that was a missed opportunity for me. Uh, Lisa, Lisa Murkowski said she might not vote for Trump. I should have hit this clip. Lisa! Lisa! Oh, God, I love you, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. 
Our uh, producer positive, Sean, final thought? Yeah, just a special shout out, and uh, I I just want to say I'm very thankful to all of my haters out there. You you guys keep me going. You are the wind in my sails and uh, beneath my wings and whatever else those beautiful song metaphors are. Thank you. Thank you. Stream all together has saturated with violins. You'll have a hit. Uh, Jack, do you have a final thought for us? I'm planning a long driving trip with my kids. This is the first time we've ever set out on the open road for a really long, like, all-day-long driving trip. I did a lot of them as a kid. I'm trying to harken back to those days. Of course, we didn't have Nintendos. That's a that's a, that's a a game-changer right there. Oh, please. Not just staring out the window all day long looking at field after field. I spy with yeah. my... <laughs> for 14 you... hours. Hey, I see an Indiana license plate. Did you uh, ever have one of those books with, like, the orange uh, highlighter thing that would oh, yeah. expose the yeah. answer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Those Did were that. very big in my car. Those, those were a good time. Oh, yeah. Stretched out in the back of the station wagon, totally unrestrained. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. All the podcasts are there. we got some great A&G swag for you. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Morbidly obese, is that? Armstrong and Get-